0: You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show.
1: Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer.
2: Hello, and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with cousins Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Husker CuzCast, for all podcast updates and more. Uh, It's a Thursday night here. We thought we were going to record on Monday night, with the game, Iowa game, being on Friday but we've kind of put it off because we thought we were going to have some coaching news to get into. or uh, So here we are Thursday and we're not going to put this out anymore. Uh, too farther out because we do have some coaching news to get into. We got some transfer news to get into. Uh, we got some all big 10 teams that were put out for offensive defense. We got to get into that. Uh, we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about Iowa here, but we do want to touch on it here. Uh, I mean, I guess it's the same old, same old. Uh, You saw some bad special teams play in this game. You saw some turnovers and a blown lead. (laughs) So it kind of sucks. Uh, Derek, what were your thoughts on this Iowa game?
1: Oh, man, it just sucked. You know, we were just playing so well, and then all of a sudden that block punt happened. And Tyler, you were there. You You can really talk about how much that took out of the crowd and how much it took out of the players. But I know it's just sitting at home. I was sitting there watching that, that, that happened, the block punt running for a touchdown. And I was like, Oh, I just felt deflated. Like, it was just, I, I knew right then it was pretty much over.
2: Yeah. Tyler, what, what was the crowd reaction and what was it like being in the stadium for the meltdown?
0: Well, I mean, so, so, you know, you go back, so we're up 21 to nine going into the fourth quarter. We have the ball. I mean that's the scenario, and so right in between the third and fourth quarter, they did the ACDC um, mix that they had done with Nirvana intro and then going to, uh, to going into ACDC, and you know the the not the lights, but everyone's into it, everyone's hyped up, you feel really good, and then forty five seconds into the fourth quarter, the block punt happens, and you just like I the buddy I was with at the game, I just looked at him like oh no, like you just felt it and it was true i mean i mean we, we obviously didn't score again and i would just took over the game um yeah uh i i would disagree this wasn't the same song and dance i we haven't blown a two touchdown lead into the fourth quarter like so i mean that that was i mean th- this was a new wrinkle into the shit show that was 2021
2: yeah you're right i mean i guess the same the same old shit with uh the bad special teams and turnovers uh blowing a fourth quarter lead because we've had uh three this was the third fourth quarter lead that we've blown uh this year and you know it's just it's just like okay yeah i mean we did have you know we we're up 21 to 6 as a 15 point lead but anyway i'm kind of glad the season's over at this point it's uh just time to look forward to next season uh, so uh,
1: I got I got my Kool Aid ready for next season. So. Well,
2: th- that's good. Uh, how's your Kool Aid going about this coaching search right now, Derek?
1: Well, sure, like to hear something <laughs> a little more than we've heard, I guess. Uh, we did get some news tonight with uh, sounds like Mickey Joseph's coming in.
2: Are you sure this time?
1: Well, it's like Katy Perry, man. It's I, hot
2: and it's cold, man. Hot and cold. I, I
1: did. I this time it didn't come from just Twitter, so I'm starting to believe it a little more at least. Yeah.
2: That's that would be a huge pickup. Tanner. what did you think of the uh Mickey Joseph stuff going uh, around all week long?
0: Well, you know, I I mean, I think like a lot of fans, I mean, he's a familiar name and I and I that is not a reason alone to hire a coach. I mean, like but I do think there's some value about being familiar. I think there is something about when you're going into the homes of parents I do think that it's easier to maybe have a little bit more buy-in when you played here. And I think there, there is something to it, right? You know what Nebraska is about. You may care just a little bit differently. Maybe you don't jump for the next job. I, th- I do think there's something to it, but, but putting his familiarity aside and the fact that he was our quarterback from eight, uh, 88 to 91, Mickey Joseph has proven himself to be a pretty damn good coach. What he's done at LSU is not remarkable. Um, and even more so what he's done on the recruiting trail. Right now, LSU has three of the top 15 wide receivers committed to this recruiting class. So, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to have the exact same success here as he did LSU. I mean, think the name LSU did, but man, if he could flip one of those kids, just give me one of the top 15 wide receivers, that would be easily our best recruit this recruiting cycle, probably our best recruit the last couple of recruiting cycles. Like, just get just get one of those guys to flip. Is that a realistic possibility there, Tyler? I mean, LSU's on, I mean, Brian Kelly's a good coach, and my God, like, it is a really, really weird reaction to him going to LSU right now. Like, none of his coaches are following him. Like, I don't know if anyone's really excited about this. Like, I, I don't know. I think there is a possibility.
2: All right, Derek, get in here.
1: I I, I don't know about the poss- that possibility or not. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. But here, I'm gonna go back to the Mickey Joseph thing. I'm tired of the narrative that he's got Nebraska ties. I really just don't care about the Nebraska ties. Really don't. Is he the best coach for our wide receivers? That's what I'm hoping for. And, and look, the guy's proven. Uh, he's proven that he can develop talent. He's proven that he can recruit talent. So I mean, is he, is he a good hire? I, I think in that aspect, absolutely. But I, I don't care about the fact that he played for Nebraska. If that's what gets you here, if that if that if that's what gets him here, then so be it. But it, that has a, should not be a prerequisite of coming to Nebraska at all.
2: Oh, I completely agree.
1: And, and I'm tired of Nebraska fans thinking that way, too. Like, are, are who you ca- just... who ca- Here's the other thing about Mickey Joseph, and I kind of told Tyler this earlier, but it's funny to me that everybody's calling this up-and-coming coach. Dude, he's 53 years old. Like, that's not what you would normally consider up-and-coming. Uh, I I mean, I get it. he's only coached for, what, five, six years, and it's all been at LSU. But, I mean, up and coming just seems odd for a 53-year-old man.
2: So, Derek, it sounds like you kind of get annoyed that uh, when Husker fans, you know, whether it's on social media or, you know, like water cooler talk, when they w- talk about bringing in coaches, all they do is just, like, name off, like, previous Nebraska players. Even It doesn't matter if they've ever coached. You know, they're just like,
1: oh, yeah, that's stupid. Like, I, I mean, I, I think most of it's kind of smart-assery, but you hear about like, oh, bring in uh, Jason Peter to coach. And it's like, dude's never coached ever. Why the fuck would you bring him here to coach? <laughs> bring in Dominic Rayola. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, let, let, let's, let's bring in a guy that's never coached to coach our biggest position that needs fixed the absolute worst of any other position. And we'll bring in a completely unexperienced coach to do it. Makes let, let, sense.
0: Let me let me read. But I think part of the reason why this happens, and again, I, I think we are all aligned. It should not be a prerequisite. It really doesn't matter a ton. Like, is it 1% cooler? I mean, but, but the reason I think this happens is because, like... Mickey Joseph is a pretty good receivers coach. We know about that. Like if we I'm making this name up because I don't know a lot of wide receiver coaches but if we were to get Brian Hartline from Ohio State obviously there's no you know you know there's no Husker ties there we would be equally psyched or more psyched if we got him it's just hard to throw names out of a hat when you don't know there's so many coaches out there so I think you look at Nebraska guys because at least you know the names like and it's like oh I know who this guy is and maybe we can get him like I, I think that is an element of it. Like, I, I don't think anyone would be excited if Joe Gans came and became our offensive coordinator. I think people would riot in the streets if that happened. But here's the thing to me, though: like, just do a little research. Like, I'm not asking you to be
1: do Scott Frost's job for, him, but if you're gonna start naming names out there, throw do a little research. Like, I brought up Willie Korn to you guys, like the weekend after Frost hired fired these guys. And I didn't necessarily say he was the right hire, but I went back and I looked at his offense and looked where he ranked with with rushing, looked where he ranked with passing, and looked at what he was doing, and said maybe this could be a good offensive coordinator
0: hire. Well, yeah, but his name has corn in it, so that well, that right there is another reason.
1: I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, that name became hot, and it was like, and I think that's the reason why. Like people are like, oh, we could make a cool T-shirt out of this guy. Like, that worked out well. Go ask Bookie Radley-Hiles.
2: <laughs> you
1: still have your T-shirt, Derek? <laughs> <laughs> Do not. Never got one.
2: All right, so we're talking about OC here. So we we uh, pretty much, but 99% chance that we're going to have uh, Mickey Joseph as wide receiver coach. Not a complete done deal, but good enough for us to talk about. So there's other positions that we have not hired yet which is offensive coordinator. And this is a position that Scott Frost, he's even said that this was going to be his priority. This is what he wanted to hire an OC first. Still don't have one here at this point. We've seen so many rumors come and go like the Willie Corn situation here uh, that uh, it sprang up like big time on social media. And that's kind of fizzled out like a fart in church. Uh,
1: but because, you know, after, after doing even more research into, it, I'm not sure he's a great fit here.
2: Yeah. I mean, if he's not like, if he I, wasn't the primary play caller, I mean, he's like an inexperienced Matt Lubick, you know?
1: I mean, I, and that's nothing against the guy. I mean, he could be a good offensive corner. I mean, yeah, there, yeah. there is no doubt that central, uh, coastal Carolina's offense is very explosive, but you're talking about a sunbelt team compared to a big 10 team. Right. That's and, a big jump.
2: Yeah, we've already seen that with the coaching staff that came from the group of five into the Big Ten play, how how much they struggled. But since uh, with all these uh, coaching changes that have been going around in the country, and we fired these guys, what, three weeks ago now? And and, uh, we still don't have any firm hires uh, or any inklings other than the Mickey Joseph. That was the closest one that we ever saw a football scoop on. Are you starting to get discouraged that we haven't named an OC yet, Tyler?
0: Um. Well, I, I you know, obviously I'm anxious. But, you know, we, 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 Justin, we were talking about this the other night. When Michigan fired Don Brown, it took him, they, they fired him at the end of the year. So it took, but it took him 26 days from firing Don Brown to name the replacement. Like, I, I know they fired him midseason. The, the theory was that there was, um, you know, hopefully going to be very quick changes. I, I think for all we know that the offensive coordinator we are targeting is playing this Saturday and they're going to wait till Sunday to announce it. Like we, we don't know the story yet. I don't think we're at the point of being concerned. I think where it gets really concerning is if come Monday or Tuesday next week, like the names don't start popping out. Like that's when it really starts to get a little bit more nerve wracking. Cause again, at this point, we're we're a couple. We're about three weeks after the firing, not quite three weeks after they fired the coaches, um, right? That's about the timeline. We fired them in the bye week, yeah. So, so it's three, maybe three and a half weeks at this point. But so we're not too long after that path. I mean, there's still some teams playing. Maybe there's going to be an announcement coming. I think that Mickey Joseph, I I'm speculating, but I I think that the reason why that's starting to get a little light is because of what's going on at LSU. I think that they're really trying to ink and in finalizing that so they can if so they can lock him up. Um, and, and I, I, I'm telling myself that no, obviously no inside information, but like I just I, I want to believe that maybe we'll get some really come after championship weekend. This will fall really quickly into place.
2: All right, Derek, how about you? Are you discouraged a bit?
0: No, I'm with Tyler. I, I don't. I.
1: Look, I, I texted this to you earlier, Justin. I'm, I meant to text it to both you guys, but there's Ohio State fans out there right now just pissed that they have not hired a defensive coordinator. And I'm not even sure they've fired a defensive coordinator yet. And they're pissed <laughs> that they haven't hired a defensive coordinator. This is what fans do. You're supposed to be a little pissed off that they haven't hired anybody yet. So I get why everybody's anxious. Uh, but I, I'm with Tyler. We, we don't know what's going on. It, somebody may be wrapped up and they just they may not want to announce it yet who knows
2: yeah so uh i, I guess the thing is you know if, if you fire those guys out long long ago you'd think that they have a good handle on you know who they want to get there and so when it's taken this long it almost makes you think they're running into some hiccups uh you know, maybe they have encountered hiccups because of all the uh, moving parts that's going around in college football now. And, you know, maybe your first or second picks for OC, maybe they're off the table. And so now we're, you know, we're going to have to settle. You know, you don't ever want to settle for an OC. And if you don't have them locked up after having a head start like we have, that, that could be perceived as discouraging. I mean, you... Yeah. S- you, you see you see coaches uh, that are accepting jobs midseason. The uh, Baylor coach took the Texas Tech job uh, with what three games left. I mean so so it does happen uh, so
0: I don't know uh, but but the, the thing with the offensive coordinator in particular like it's not hard to really connect some dots and be like man maybe we are having trouble. I mean you have Scott Frost on the hot seat. That, that's probably a little bit of fear. You have Scott Frost being pretty involved with the offense. It's probably another potential wrinkle. You have the fact that our last offensive coordinator made a half a million dollars a year, which really isn't even like a great position coach money. So what are we going to up it that much to get it? The, the guy? like There's a lot of dots. It's not that hard to really start connecting being like, yeah, maybe we are having trouble. Again, I, I, I just... I, I want to believe that hey, maybe maybe Wake Forest's offensive coordinator is signed, and that's why we haven't got him. We're going to get through the championship. Maybe it's Baylor's. Maybe it's uh, I, Utah's. I'm going to tell you right I, now.
1: I'm going to tell you right now. Nebraska fans will not be happy if we get Wake Forest's offensive coordinator. They will not be happy.
0: Well, because they pass too much. Oh, I mean, piece, Nebraska wants Army. Nebraska fans want I, Army's I, offensive I, coordinator. So I, we go back right to the option. I and, don't
1: think that's true either. I think there's something in between there, but but. The guy from Wake Forest, he definitely throws a ball. A lot more than what Nebraska fans want to see. I don't think that... There are some fans out there that want to go back to triple option. You're right. I am not one. I I, I like Scott Frost's offense. I want to see something similar to it. I just want to see it executed better.
0: I I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing his offense. I, I just want him not to have to be so into the weeds on it. Like... I don't need to see a drastic overhaul of every offensive philosophy that we have. I, I don't want to see it. I want to see it close. Like well, you, I think you're right, Derek. and you can't and so, implement
2: that in one year either. You know, yeah, and exactly.
0: We,
1: Which it, is why Scott Frost is going to have to find somebody that runs an offense similar to what he runs. He's not going to be able to go to a triple option offense. He's not going to be able to go to a West Coast pass heavy offense, whatever you want to call it. He's not. Air, he's not going to be able to go to an air raid offense. He's not he's going to have to find something similar to what he runs. It doesn't have to be exactly what he runs, but it's got to be something fairly similar, where we already have the athletes to, to run it.
0: But but let's be fair to whoever he hires. Like There is a potential for a marriage, right? Like It doesn't have to be, well, a new offensive coordinator's coming in, and he's going to completely change the system. Like That doesn't have to happen. And a perfect example of this is when Mike Riley came to Nebraska. And I, I know everyone wants to like forget about that, but... When he first came to Nebraska, everyone thought West Coast, West Coast, West Coast. Well, he didn't go that way because he had Tommy Armstrong. There was a nice, like, adaptation. These coaches are smart. Like, they they're they can adapt. Like, so if he brings in Wake Forest, and we'll just pick on that even though I don't think they're there. It's not like he's going to come in here and say, well, shit, I need to throw it 45 times a game. Like To, to be fair, Tommy Armstrong was throwing it. Thirty-five to forty times a game,
1: most yeah. of the time. But but there still was He, he did he did, he did, he did uh, Tommy Armstrong run the ball too. What's but. Danny
2: Langsdorf doing these days? Well, bring him back.
1: No, He's probably probably still wiping Mike Riley's ass. I don't know. <laughs> How many times? Too much.
2: <laughs> Dude, Tyler's Tyler's <laughs> grimacing over here. Hey, so do you guys?
1: Tr- Connor, um... can you edit that out? <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you guys trust frost to make the correct hire for offensive coordinator given that he's already hired two and they flamed out uh, after two years? I mean, do you think the third time's the charm here? Is he going to find what he says? He wants to find somebody that he trusts. Well, he's had two opportunities to do that and he fired both of them. So do you, I mean, do you guys have concern that he can find the right guy this time?
1: Oh, I absolutely have concerns there. Yeah. I think he can, yes, but there's obviously a concern that he could still get it wrong. But there were concerns when he, on the defense when he was, when he was you know, had to get a different off, defensive line coach and he brought in Tony Toyote. Yeah. There were concerns then, and he's turned out to be a great coach. So I, it's not that I don't think he can hire good coaches.
2: Well, I mean, Toyote, at least he came from a Power 5 school, you know. I mean, he had Power 5 coaching experience. Sort of Barrett, blue, Rude, but-
1: Barrett Rude didn't. He's turned out to be a pretty
0: damn good coach.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I I don't think that I, – I, I think where Derek's – and he's kind of hinting on this. I, I think Frost, outside of the initial, like, coaching when he brought all the guys from UCF, and we've talked about this at length, like it was a very loyal move. It, honestly, even looking back at the Brian Kelly situation, that even speaks more wonders. Like, to get the whole staff – Brian Kelly can't get one of those damn assistants to follow him, and, and Frost got all of them. Like I, mean, I think it you, shows, Would you
2: want to live in Louisiana, though?
0: Would I want to live in Indiana? I I wouldn't want to live in I mean, in you're, you're going to give New me a pay raise, and I can
2: move to – Or, I mean, Baton Rouge, I mean. We are just talking about – I mean, Orleans. okay. We're gonna well, well, Orleans, I mean, I'm not
0: going
1: to – I've been to Louisiana a few times. I've never been to Baton Rouge, so I don't know what it's
0: like. but uh, I bet the, I'll bet you this much the food is better down there.
1: I will tell you this: There's a lot of crickets there. If you think you got bad crickets wherever you're at, there's way more in Louisiana. Uh,
0: But, but, but my point my point is is that so besides where I was going with this, besides Frost, arguably whiffing pretty much when he brought the whole staff in. Like, I think that he's made some good hires along the way. I, like Lubick, obviously got fired. I don't think Lubick was a big bust. I, I, I mean, we've talked about that too. Like, that was kind of a questionable firing, and I get it if he wants to change up the philosophy a little bit why he would do that but i don't think that was a huge bust after the fact like i think like a lot of the couple guys he's brought in along the way have they've worked out like him bringing in uh mike dawson back to coach outside backers pretty successful job i think the outside backers have turned into shitty so,
2: job at special teams
0: well that that's the that's the one thing that we and that's the one position we really haven't heard in this coaching search like no one has the answer of what we're going to do about special teams. We all want to bring in a special teams coordinator except you. I I'm I I'm for it. I'm for it. I just logistically it gets tough. We bring in uh Mickey Joseph. We got recruiting coach, wide receivers coach. You know you're going to bring in an offensive line coach, you know you're going to bring in an offensive coordinator. That that offensive coordinator can run double duty. He can coach running backs, he can coach quarterbacks. But there's still one of those position groups. Either Frost is coaching, or no special teams coach. Like that—that's the math of the equation right now.
2: Yeah, yeah. Unless it's, Sean Beckton's going to take over running chairs,
0: back. you know. I mean, you've got to figure it out, and and I don't want to see Mike Dawson get fired. I don't want to see Barrett Rude get fired. I mean, but you know, the linebacker is on defense. Is the one position group that's kind of like, yeah, that we're we're maybe a little oversaturated there, but that that's. That's the game that I'm interested in right now. So it's probably
2: safe to assume that Ron Brown is not a candidate to coach running backs because he would have been hired already, right?
0: Again, well, one would certainly think. Yeah, he's a good backup option, though. I mean, you you talk about this like again. Go to the budget thing. You just let's say you had to pay Mickey Joseph a little bit more than you wanted to pay him maybe a couple weeks ago. Everything going on, you had to go a little bit higher. And maybe that running back coach you wanted to pay 450 k for, and you're like, yeah, I don't know if we're going to be able to do that. You probably can get good old Ron Brown for a nice quarter mil and maybe put that money to offensive coordinator Mickey Joseph. Like, I think he's a good – and I, I think we'd all be fine if Ron Brown was our running back coach. Yeah. I would be anyway. Yeah. I,
1: I wonder if there's still a little bit of uh, a residual effect on his takes about gay marriage and all that garbage that he got hammered for for
0: two years. So, so you have to wonder if that's still looming behind him, but. Very possible. And and, and I'm not saying they're going to hire Ron Brown. And I think that, but I. I Here, here's the, here's the only problem with it.
1: And I, I, I don't want to get into that conversation because I really don't care about that conversation, but the, the, the problem with the, with it is, is you're going to have every other running backs coach out there trying to re, recruit running backs and they're going to use shit like that against him.
2: Sure, <laughs> sure. We're probably going hey. after the wrong running backs if that's what they're concerned about.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, it,
1: it, hey, You know they're going to use everything they can against him. Like, and if that's one but, of the things that that all the kids disagree with, and that's what they're going to, you really want to play for a guy like that
0: that has these kind of morals? But but the, you know what though, there there the, 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 there's dirt on a lot of coaches out there, and I mean, and and, and you know the Again, I'm gonna, I'm picking on Brian Kelly a lot this episode, but like you tell me that like people aren't going to negative recruiting as Brian Kelly. Did you see how he left that team? They, he texted him. You really want to go play for a coach? You know what? It's there's negative recruiting across hey. the board. They're going to find what they can. Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley basically. Hey, on Thursday he was adamant. I am not taking the LSU job. This is stupid. Why would you ask me about this? He Sunday lie. he's in California. Yeah. Okay. He's up and gone on he didn't Sunday. Lie.
1: Okay. Nobody asked him about the USC job. They only asked Fair. him about the LSU. But job. But
0: my point is, is Lincoln and Brian Riley... Kelly,
1: Brian Kelly, as far as everybody's concerned, with that. Hey, be happy he texts you because if you offer me three over three times as much as I'm making now, I ain't even texting your ass. I'm just gone. <laughs> but, 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 I will, but, but I will ghost you like the worst
0: person in the world to get the hell out of that situation. Yeah, but but first of all, Lincoln Riley did lie. If you listen to him with SVP, I think he told three different stories about the USC job in that interview. Regardless of which, Lincoln Riley, since he's been the USC, has gotten two five-star players at USC. I think people forgive pretty easily, even though there's negative recruiting. I I think Ron Brown will be fine. Oh, I get well, it. I get it. Well, I
2: just if coaches have to resort to what Ron Brown may believe or not believe. When you have a goddamn coach there that's three and nine and fifteen and twenty nine, but the Ron Brown thing—if that is what they're complaining about—All right, that's fair. I mean, that's fair. There, there's plenty I, of there's plenty of uh, you know negative recruiting. I, I, I just wonder if there.
1: maybe that's that's what's holding people back from hiring Ron Brown. That's all I. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe it's absurd. Maybe it's dumb, but it held him back before because it was such a hot take. So I, I it could still be. Affecting him.
2: Well, you know, anytime somebody wants to get rid of somebody or, you know, just say something like that. And, you know, it's like, okay. Anyway, uh, got a lot more to get into. Hopefully this coaching search is ironed out next week by the time we record next week. Uh, But let's talk about transfers here because uh, we had a huge, huge transfer out of Lincoln today. And it's something that we've talked about on the program uh, a little bit. Uh, Adrian Martinez finally went into the transfer portal today. Uh, it's been speculated for a while. It has now happened. Tyler, what are your thoughts on Adrian Martinez in the transfer portal?
0: Oh, I've got a lot of thoughts here. Let's hear them. Um, so, I, you know, I, I, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. and may, Maybe we will. But, like, first of all, I think we all have the utmost respect for Adrian Martinez. This guy... I mean, as tough as they come, as good of a leader as he come, I think very underrated and underappreciated as a football player, um, similar to his predecessors, Tommy Armstrong and Taylor Martinez, um, all good things. Different day, maybe we go into that. Maybe we'll get that a little bit more. But the takes that Husker fans on Twitter right now are having are just absolutely absurd. And And what I refer to is there's two things I hear a lot. One, wow, he bailed up. Well, it's really the same thing. He just up and bailed on the team. Guys, I'm not an expert. I wasn't in the room. I do not believe one little bit that Adrian Martinez was like, you know what, I'm done being Nebraska's quarterback. I think that if he wasn't pushed out, like he was strongly encouraged to go look at different options. I do not think Adrian was just like, yeah, I'm done with it here. Like I, I think that he did this. So anyone who's out there is saying he took his ball, I can't believe he bailed. All oh, we done for him, shut the hell up. Like I, haven't I don't seen think those. I haven't seen oh, people. The, say they're that. out there. Oh my god, they're out there. The, the. I can't believe he bailed. Look I, at even he, he's bailing on Scott Frost now. Like I, the, I don't I think have, this is it. I must have most
1: of those guys muted already because I haven't seen a lot of that either. Hey, but Tyler, I'll agree with you. Like I, I think there's probably some truth to that. That maybe. Frost is sitting here going, you know, you're a good quarterback. You've done a good job here, but you've been here four years, and it's not working out great for either one of us. Maybe it's just time we split ways and try. we both try something different. And it's nothing against Adrian Martinez. I love Adrian Martinez. He's a great kid. I think he's a great player. I think if you put a good offensive line in front of him, he could probably be that quarterback we all hoped he could be. But – yeah, I, th- I mean, it, it's, it, but it's been four years, and like Justin, you mentioned it. We're fifteen and twenty nine. Yeah, with him as our co- well, I mean, I know there's been other people starting through some of those games, but whatever. Well,
2: I think a majority, a majority of the takes that I've seen on social media, uh, you know, acknowledge you know that they liked him, but they understand it's probably best for both parties uh, to go on. You know, w- wish him the best that he has. You know, wherever he may land. But, you know, it's probably beneficial for both parties. I I think that's most of the takes that I've noticed. I've never seen anyone, like, like hate on the kid for leaving.
1: And maybe this is a situation where Scott Frost does know who his new offensive coordinator is going to be, and maybe he's not a great fit for that coordinator. I don't know.
2: Maybe.
0: I I don't know. Maybe he he doesn't want to run, run the triple option.
2: So, I mean, look looking back at Adrian Martinez in his career, uh, God, he set how many records here at Nebraska? Of course, he's played here forever. So he's going to rack up uh, a lot of records. Didn't rack up a lot of wins.
1: Uh, I don't know. He he, played, he probably played less games than Armstrong did, though. Yeah. But, I, mean, I mean, Hell, he only played, what, eight games last year? Seven games last year. Eight games last year. Sorry.
0: Yeah, eight games. Well, no. Luke, had he started in there? Yeah. yeah,
1: so really only did start six games last year. And yeah, Started six, played
0: in seven.
2: Uh, so,
1: I mean, uh, yeah, go back and look at how many games Armstrong played. That dude played, he played four years and played damn near every game. So, with the exception of Purdue when Riker Fife had to come in. And I think we all remember how that worked out.
2: Is he going to go down, like, if you look in the last 20 years, is he one of the top five quarterbacks of even the last 20 years?
0: Yes. Statistically, yes. Statistically. And on the he He is one of the top. I mean, first of all, we've played a lot of starters. I mean, in the last decade, if you, if you go back in the last decade, I know that's not what you said, but we've played really four quarterbacks in the last decade. Taylor Martinez, Tommy Armstrong, Tanner Lee, Adrian Martinez. Like, mm-hmm. so, I mean... You know, you, you know, before that, I mean, you had Zach Lee, you had Joe Gann, Zach Taylor, um, Joe Daly, Lord, Joe Jamal Gann. Lord, and then Eric Crouch. I, I think that he is soundly in the top five of that group. Okay. I mean, that that's like, so he's, he, I mean, if he's fifth, let's say he's fifth, that's average out of the quarterbacks. I mean, we really haven't, it's not like that's a big thing. But, but no, I, I don't think that, I think fans over time have come around on Tommy Armstrong. Like, I think a lot of fans bashed him when he was here. You know, the YOLO bombs, Tommy turnover, all those things. Like, I I think that we're out there. I think that fans have appreciated him more over time. I think Taylor Martinez took a ton of guff here. I I think that fans will probably get that with Adrian. I think they'll look back and say, yeah, you know, it probably wasn't all on him. And I think a lot of the smarter fans know that. Like, they they realize that, yeah, he probably hasn't, he's not had a good offensive line a lot of the time he's been here. He certainly hasn't been loaded on weapons uh the whole time he's been here. He hasn't had a really good running back. I mean, probably the worst four years of running backs in the last fifty years at Nebraska's been under his watch. Like, I mean, I don't know. I think that it's I think I think fans will appreciate him over time. It's like a good wine.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow. Uh, you say you say four years.
1: I would I would venture to say, well, I mean, twenty eighteen we had a Zigbo he was a thousand yard rusher. Uh but beyond that, I would say even going back through Mike Riley's days, we didn't have any great running backs.
2: So, I mean, so I asked all of that, you know, about Adrian Martinez, you know, everybody like everybody kind of was wishing him the best at his next stop. I don't see a lot of people clamoring for him to really come back. And he set all those records and, you know, I think a lot of people just want him to leave. So, if he was as good as what we want to say he was. Wouldn't you want your best guy to come back on offense?
1: I I think there's a lot of people out there like that. I've seen quite a few wishing him the best and saying that they would love to see it. Would have loved to have seen him come back. But uh, but but I think some of the negativity from fans probably is driving him away a little bit.
2: I, I don't know. I mean, he's. I, I think he kind of. He's he's endured a lot of criticism in his four years, and I I think he's done a great job at kind of like you know just letting that. True.
1: But rule maybe off. after the fourth year, it was just kind of like yeah, I've had enough. Yeah, I don't let me know. go somewhere where I'm not quite the spotlight that
0: I am here. Maybe
2: Tyler, you kind of you, you didn't like when I said that. So well,
0: so okay, so I I have been Adrian's top sporter I think Adrian is a great quarterback. I think he is one of the better quarterbacks in the Big 10 and I will go to my grave and say in 2021 he is. But let's be honest here. Adrian Martinez has had, has had his third significant shoulder injury. He's had ankle injuries. He's had knee injuries. You know, he's been a he's taken a lot of snaps, still kind of makes the same mental mistakes. You're bringing in a new offensive coordinator. You know things are going to be a little bit different. I think 2021 was Apex Adrian Martinez. Like, I I don't see there being another level for him. And if anything, I think you would see a regression. Logan Smothers is developing. You have the transfer portal. Like, I, yeah, I think he was great in 2021. He was our best quarterback in 2021. I don't think that necessarily is going to hold true for 2022. I think this is... A good time probably to separate and i and hope he proves me wrong hopefully he his shoulders are a hundred percent and he fits into the new system and everything works out great for him but i do think there's an element that's like yep yeah, frost kind of you know took him through the the woodshed and said hey i'm gonna run you 20 times a game it beat you to hell but you know and now <laughs> wait, to, wait till i
2: show you what i'm gonna do to the next guy logan <laughs> yeah. run this ball 24 <laughs> times
0: yeah i mean we didn't really even get to the i would recap but like yeah, I mean, you know, there there is an element that's like I, I my opinion, I think there are some fans that are clamoring. I think that's why some of the frustrations of him leaving um, have come out. But I I do think that they're, in my opinion, it's like I think we're all ready for the next chapter of Husker. I'm ready for the next chapter.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, to start you know, that th- new next chapter, you have to have a new quarterback.
1: I I tend to agree. Like I and I've told you guys both this for a while now that I. I I feel it probably. I, I love Martinez, but I do feel it's probably best for him to move on. I think it's best for him. I think it's best for Nebraska. Yeah. I think Scott. I think Scott Frost needs to find another quarterback. Whether it's whether he's on the roster now, or whether he goes to the transfer portal, it's t- it's time to try something different. And, I, and that doesn't mean I'm blaming everything on Adrian Martinez for what's happened over the last four years. I'm not. I'm not doing that either. But it's time to try something different.
2: So we saw a couple more transfers. Uh... Over you know the last couple of weeks, one was this week. Marvin Scott uh, and Seven Morrison. Uh, actually, over the last week since we last recorded, but uh, these two guys, we we kind of saw this running back room. It was kind of like over, overly saturated, and no guy really separated separated themselves. A lot of guys got a lot of uh, carries this year, a lot of snaps, uh, some more than others. But I mean, th- we played a lot of running backs. Uh, Seven Morrison, he was a shock that he entered the uh transfer portal because I thought he was going to have a future here. Marvin Scott, that doesn't surprise me. Although, the last couple of games he's gotten more carries than what he had all year long. And so I thought maybe he was going to stick around to see who that running backs coach was if he wanted to battle it out. But I I don't know. I mean, what do you think of these two transfers, Derek?
1: Uh, first off, I want to say I it was very clear to me before we even started the season that by the end of the season we were going to lose a running back or two. Yeah, like,
2: yeah, we, we, it, we, it talk, we talked we talked about that also.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, we did. And so it does not shock me one bit. Uh, the, the two that, that that transferred really don't shock me a ton because they weren't getting a ton of playing time. I mean, you talk about Marvin Scott got some more carries there towards the end of the season, but hell, it took him till game eleven to get any carries.
2: Hey, he Ryan pretty much,
1: he was pretty <laughs> fired much Ryan Held, and he got an opportunity. Uh, Sevian Morrison had a few games early on where he was getting a lot of carries, and then all of a sudden just disappeared. Uh, so it doesn't shock me. Uh, again, best of luck to both of those two guys. Uh, I, I I don't know who our best running back is. I, I really don't. Hopefully, it's Gabe Irvin. Maybe maybe he can get healthy, and he could be that guy. But uh, right now, we just don't
0: have
2: that guy. Tyler, your thoughts on uh, the running backs?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I I mean, all I would do is echo what Derek said. I, I like Marvin Scott, I like Sevier Morrison. I, I'm sad to see them both go. I mean, I, I think that the story of the transfers is so far how quiet it's been. Um, I think that when you look at Nebraska to under Scott Frost, I think one criticism, there's multiple, as Justin will tell you, but one criticism certainly is how many transfers he's had. <laughs> And for another 3-9 and season, I mean, you you kind of—I mean, Derek hit it. We knew there would be attrition at running back. I mean, it would have been—we probably need to go in the transfer portal and get a running back because I don't think we got that guy. Like, you can't bring in another running back. We have a a recruit that's a running back. Like, we have to see attrition. If this was Scott Frost, again, I kind of alluded, I think he gave a nudge to Adrian. Maybe he gave a nudge to Marvin Scott and said, dude— like, I, yeah, I mean, go find a new home. Like, I, I don't, I, again, reading, but like, we need to see attrition because I think we need to bring a transfer. I am right now very surprised. I, I'm knocking on wood that we haven't seen any sort of mass exodus yet.
2: Yeah, and it's, and it's really shocking because you look at all these other teams across co- college football and people are entering the transfer portal right, left and high profile guys. Uh, yeah. Spencer Rattler, no. he's in the so, transfer portal. TCU
0: had a five star running back that just entered the transfer portal. Georgia Tech just had the uh, yeah. the number three all purpose running back in the. Co- I mean, there's guys all over the country that like are Oklahoma leaving.
2: Oklahoma guys are jumping in there, and in
0: Oklahoma, I understand because of yeah. coaching. But, right. but but Nebraska just fired half their coaching staff. Yeah. Like again, we would kind of fit in that category. I mean, we just fired a lot of guys. And coming and off maybe three maybe, and maybe we'll see it. Maybe we'll still see it, but. I. I I, I, I think I, I don't know if we'll see it
1: so much between now and the end of the year, as much as maybe in the spring when we start getting the new coaches in there. What, like I could be wrong, but one thing
2: I can say on the defensive side of the ball that I didn't expect a lot of transfers because we are losing a lot of guys uh, on a lot defense. of
1: openings. A lot of Ooh.
2: openings. They're gonna see what you know, see how they can uh, how they're gonna compete, uh, but you know we're going to talk to them about the all big 10 teams here in a second and you know we had a lot of starters on defense that were really good players and so it was going to hard it was going to be hard to unseat a lot of these super seniors or these four year juniors you know i mean we had some studs out there but so there's going to be some great competition on defense but on the offensive side of the ball shoot man it's uh I figured there would be a little bit more, a uh, few more transfers, maybe even on the offensive line. You know, I mean, we had to reshuffle the deck on offensive line this year. I guess some of these guys are going to stay and battle it out. Uh, speaking of offensive line, what are you guys uh, making of these uh, little rumors and all this talk about Cam Jurgens possibly going pro uh, Tyler, what what would you think if he did that? Cause Uh, I'm I'm hearing Damon Benning on 1620. He thinks that he will go. Uh, I know Steve sipple has been talking about it, hinting at it.
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't want to see him. I I, I want him back. Um,
1: It's so so funny that we're clamoring for him to come back. Oh, 100%. Because
0: because this time last year, he could have went
1: anywhere and nobody would have gave two shits because –
0: He can't snap the ball. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. I mean, Matt Citriman and, uh, and Cam Juergens were, in my opinion, our two best offensive linemen this year. Um, Cam Juergens has already, or Citriman has already said he's leaving. Um, obviously, he hasn't really said what his intentions are, but speculation is maybe just quitting football. Um, you know, Cam Juergens was our best lineman this year. Um, I... Last year we lost probably our two best linemen in Farniak and uh, Hymas, and we saw what happened. I don't want to lose our two best linemen again. I yeah,
2: yeah. good point. Good point. I really want to
0: see. I really want to see, well, I really I, want I, see I, Jurgens come back.
1: Well, well, it's hard to say this. We didn't get to see enough of him. We might have lost our best offensive lineman to injury in uh, Prchaska. Prchaska. That guy was tearing it up until for a game and a half till he got hurt. But
0: yeah, I mean Northwestern was one of those games, and I don't care. I we we see, all look pretty good, good against Northwestern. I, <laughs> yeah. I guess what
1: I'm, get, what I'm getting at is I want to see more games with Cam Jurgens and Turner Corcoran and Teddy Przybylski on that line. Bryce yeah, ben-
0: move, move Bryce Benhart to guard. Um, I don't know. I mean that. I mean that's. I mean yeah. I mean I. I, I mean I'm with you, Derek. I want to see. I want to see that. I want to see, Cam Jurgens. Please, please, Cam, come back. <laughs> what we will never make fun of your snap account again. We will we know, never mock it. We know you listen to us loyally. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I mean to, to me, like, and again, Adrian Martinez, really good quarterback. One of the better quarterbacks Nebraska's seen. One of the best in the Big Ten. Cam Jurgens would be something like of all the things that are happening right now, like that, that is something that makes me like, I mean, you, you have guys like Damian Daniels, who's kind of on the fringe of going pro. Um, maybe Caleb Tanner looks at going pro. You know, you have these guys, there is no doubt. Cam Jurgens would be the biggest loss. If he decided to go pro of any of these guys that are still on the decision kind of fringe area. You
2: probably couldn't blame him though. Right. If he did make that decision to, if whatever I, he's hearing, that he's going to get drafted. I don't, blame, I don't drafted. blame any
1: kid. I don't blame any kid that if he can get drafted, that he leaves early. Yeah, I don't blame 100%. any kid for that.
0: Especially when you just
1: saw if Lincoln I wrote, chan- yeah, If I have I a mean, chance to go make a couple million dollars or stay in college and not get paid, I'm, I'm making that
0: leap. 100%. Time. Never going to blame a kid. But I do question where his draft stock is right now. Like, he had a good year. I mean, again, um, uh, making some big t- – uh, he made 13 All-Big Ten and uh, honorable mention All-Big Ten. Like – I mean, like, a really good year. What does that equate? Like, is he? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that turns into for a draft perspective. Well, and I think he has room for to go.
2: Offensive up. linemen in the Big Ten. There's a lot of damn good offensive linemen. There, in there,
0: the really, Big Ten. there is. I mean, but what? I mean, center's already kind of a hard position to get drafted at. They're, you know, teams only play one center. It's not like a ta- guard or tackle. It's a little bit harder position. He's
2: athletic. Enough to play any interior line
0: position. Yeah, God, yeah, I mean, you're he's, right. He's he's super strong. I mean, you've seen you've seen a pull. You've seen a pull in yeah. pass pro. I mean, like as a guard, he's getting out there at center. He pulls and get. I mean, 100 right. He could do a lot. I think the guy is playing in the NFL. I just what what does he have? Sixth rounder, fifth rounder. Like if he goes pro, like that. I I think that he could elevate himself into being a first or second rounder if he comes back. I guess that. Oh, Derek disagrees. No.
1: I don't know about first or second round. Maybe third or fourth round. I don't think he could – I don't know that he could jump up that high. I really don't.
2: I, I think – I mean, I think he could.
0: First or think, second rounder? Yeah. I, I think he's – he's still – I mean, he got, I mean, he's only been playing offensive line for a couple of years. I mean, like, he's still kind of – give him a good coach. Like, maybe if you exactly. bring – I'm not I mean,
1: disagreeing with you, but I just – it seems like a big jump to me, I guess. I don't know.
2: I don't know. Well, let's talk about these all Big Ten teams that they came out over the last couple of days. On offense, we already talked about Cam Jurgens. He was third team by the coaches and honorable mention by the media. But our guy, uh, Austin Allen, man, he was tight end of the year. First team by the media, second team by the coaches. Uh, so kudos to those guys. We also had Adrian Martinez, who was an honorable mention by the coaches. And Samori Toure was an honorable mention by the media. So just four guys. We did this little exercise two, three weeks ago, I guess. It was during one of the bye weeks where we went and looked at all the candidates and uh, possible candidates on offense and defense. And these are the four guys. These are the only four guys that we thought could possibly make the teams. And uh, I think we, I think we kind of nailed, nailed it. We thought that Austin Allen, and Cam Jurgens, they would, they would be named. Uh, on the all Big Ten teams, and Adrian Martinez and Samori Toure would be honorable mention. Except Derek. Derek thought he would get like third team.
1: I, I thought I thought Samori Toure could e-
0: eke his way in. I I did. Yeah, but I, I did too. I did too. I, I but I, but I also had to miss that. But I will say in the 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 thing that's shocking though the snub there is the fact that Toure, the coaches like what the hell like I I think it's pretty definitive. He was the seventh best wide receiver in the Big Ten this year. Like. I think that you had the six guys and I think Justin you kinda of beat us up on that, but he had a I mean, a really good year. and and again, a, a transfer. I mean, I would think like, that his
2: consistency not, probably hurt him.
0: That's fair. I mean what again, but he like showed up in five back, games. You, okay. When when you lost um when you lost Wandale, like smoratori hit. Like I think there was a lot of concern going into the year on you know, he hasn't played, he's coming from Montana, like Samori Torrey was a pretty good success story for Nebraska wide receiver.
2: Well, he was our best wide receiver hands down.
0: He worked out a lot better than Vinoa. Yeah.
2: <laughs> wow, there's a name that I forgot easily. <laughs>
0: but but but, but like he did pers- what you purposefully. You, but he you, did you, what you, you for, wanted. You forgot Justin. about his three catches. Yeah. But he did exactly what you wanted a wide receiver to do. He took the top off a of defense.
2: He stretched the field, man, and he, he could get open. I mean, yeah, he he was a lot better than what I thought it would be.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, like, I mean, very very good. And again, uh, media got it wrong. I mean, the one thing I will say is, did you guys look at some of the honorable mentions at quarterback? The media named six quarterbacks honorable mention, and Adrian Martinez wasn't one of them. Shame on you, media. Like, how does Adrian... You're telling me Adrian Martinez wasn't one of the six best quarterbacks in the Big Ten? So who were the three that got honorable mention? It was Sean Clifford, uh, Peyton Thorne, and... Uh, uh, Tug Lavoya out of uh, Maryland.
2: So they had C.J. Stroud, uh, Aiden McConnell... Aiden
0: McConnell, and then uh, Cade McMurray was third. I mean... Bump Peyton Thorn, bump bump Sean Clifford. I don't know. Really? <laughs> well. But Adrian Martinez is. I mean, I don't know. Okay,
2: uh, let's let's move to the defense defensive side of the ball. Uh, Nebraska, we really made a impact here. Well, we didn't do shit. We're just we just watch them. These guys made an impact here. Uh, Cam Taylor Britt, he was second team on media and coaches, and JoJo Doman, he was second team on coaches third team on media and getting honorable mention uh, for both coaches in media was Damian Daniels, Luke Reimer, Ben Stilley, and Deontay Williams. And then Markel Dismuk also got a honorable mention on the coaches. So uh, that's seven guys on defense that, you know, at least, you know, made the paper. I mean, that's, this was a pretty good defense. We're going to lose, uh, all these guys except Luke Reimer, and uh, so and maybe
0: Damian Daniels. We undetermined on Damian Daniels yet. It's, uh, yeah,
2: it's it's undetermined. But you know the magic eight ball says you shake that thing up. Says that dude's going pro. You know I don't
0: I don't agree with that. He didn't walk on senior day. Like he he didn't he didn't tweet out a goodbye. I I don't know. I mean.
2: Well, Scott Frost we'll said see. that there's going to be people leaving that aren't going to yeah. walk on Senior Day.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and he said there are people that walked on Senior Day that are coming back. I mean, I get it. I, I mean, but I'm just, we'll see. But, but, but the biggest crime there is Luke Reimers. I mean, Luke Reimers, the fact that he didn't make second or third team is just shocking to me. Like, I mean, he finished third in the Big Ten in tackles. I mean, he played all over the field. He had 108 tackles on the season. I mean, you're looking at a guy that, I mean, God, not go to the magic eight ball, Chris ball. Like the way he's accumulating tackles, if he can stay healthy, he might be setting records at Nebraska. Like, ah. I mean I mean, he is he is having a hell of a career. He 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 was he's my biggest gripe. Like he should have been a little bit more highly regarded. I think he made more of an impact that way.
2: There was another linebacker that we talked about when we did this two or three weeks ago, Nick Henrich. He yeah. he did not receive an honorable mention. Uh, is that a snub?
1: Yes. I think it is. I think that's about the biggest snub out there to me. The fact that he didn't even get mentioned. Because he had a freaking sneaky good year, too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, Derek, you have anything to add about the defense?
1: No, just congratulations to all those guys. I mean, yeah. it's, it's awesome to see us in there. You know, we've gone the last couple of years of going, yeah, we don't have hardly anybody in anything, so...
2: And we used to track this, and it's probably in one of these uh, many notebooks I have here on my desk here. But is this the most that we've had on all Big Ten teams since? Uh, well, Paulini, in the Scott probably. Frost era,
1: probably since Polini, really. Think so? Yeah,
0: probably. probably, probably. I thought I, yeah, Riley I thought...
2: had a bunch. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, he had that one year with Randy, uh, Nate, Gary, and I feel like there was a. I can't remember that whole roster, but I thought that had a pretty good one. Um, I, I know. I know they
1: said the last time we had multiple first rounders was back in 2014.
0: Oh yeah, I
2: mean,
1: but I. I but outside of first rounders, I don't know where everybody was.
2: You mean first teamers?
1: Or yeah, sorry, first teamers. Yeah.
2: Hey, Connor Culp, so, he didn't repeat as uh, All Big Ten team. <laughs>
1: yep, no, he did not. But um, well, apparently, apparently once you put fans in the stands it's a little tougher to do.
0: So, not not a uh you know what it is what it is. I mean, no one really um we we obviously care about the media this, but uh Pro Football Focus released their all-conference team. And I won't go through it all, but I did just find one interesting first team all Big 10, Ben Stille. Yep. Pro Football Focus had. saw that. Like uh I mean, I mean, really really cool to see that um and, and uh um yeah, it just it, that that was a really cool thing. Torrey didn't make third team uh pro football focus. So,
2: so Ben Stilly is I mean, he had an okay year. I mean, I thought I thought I had high before this season started I had higher aspirations for him, but he was just kind of okay. I mean, where do you see him getting drafted this year? I mean, is he a th- third day guy or is he
0: yeah, I think I mean, he's a third day. I think I, I think he's a third day. I think he does get drafted. I think the Ben Stilley, like, that defensive end position <laughs> is kind of tough to make a lot of noticeable stats. Like, you know, because you're, you're kind of playing... It's kind of a defensive tackle. I mean, so you don't really get a lot of sacks. You're kind of holding blocks. I think Ben Stilley had a pretty good year. I mean... I, I felt like I noticed him. I felt there was a, always about a play a game that you're like, that was a really good play Ben Stilley just made there. Whether it be a pass deflected or a break in the line of scrimmage. I, but you could count on him for at least one like really standout play a game. Um, okay. And then plus a lot of other little things that he did right.
2: Okay. Uh, Derek, thoughts?
1: I, no, I agree with you guys. Uh, I'll just agree with you guys. I don't have much to add to it.
2: All right. Uh, anything else that we want to talk about? This coaching search, uh, transfers, or all Big Ten teams. All right. Well, these
0: games. Let's, does, does, I, I was gonna say, does let's, anyone let's get into these wanna, games that I was kicking ass in this week? Does anyone want to throw a name out for offensive coordinator? Does anyone want to go on the record? But next time we record, we will not record until we have an offensive coordinator. No one, no one's brave enough to throw the name out there that that we want to see. That you think we'll get? Oh, that I think we'll get?
2: Um, It'll probably be a guy I've never heard of.
0: Honestly,
1: the guy that's probably on the top of my list, which is probably, a, we don't have much of a shot at getting, it would probably be Tom Herman. Well, yeah, I think you're probably right on that. Um... I mean, he's just an offensive analyst, so it's not like he's doing much in the NFL, but I just don't think Nebraska can get him.
0: So i I, I,
1: I have a, I, I, yeah. I, I Justin, you're kind of looking at me and like why would you want that guy but he's a good offensive coordinator. no
0: no 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 I, I, just, I just coach,
1: don't,
2: I just I think he'll be a head coach before he comes to
1: uh
2: before he comes here
1: I think so yeah I, mean, I can't I, I can't imagine anybody wanting to hire him as a head coach after the Texas debacle
2: what 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 debacle at Texas
1: it just didn't seem like it worked out well for him I mean, everybody was wanting to fired for 3 years.
2: Well, that's cuz they they I mean shit. Didn't he he finished like ranked? Uh Did he finish ranked like twice out of those years? I mean th- he didn't win anything there, but I don't think he had bad seasons. I don't I don't have their record up, but I mean, I, I, maybe, maybe I He wasn't a, I just... he wasn't a shitty coach.
1: Maybe a group of 5 school picks him up. I don't know. Well,
2: there's a lot of group of 5 jobs open. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I basically I say with as many moving parts as there are out there, I I expect him to have a head coaching job if he wants. You're, it. you're
1: probably right. Again, I don't think Nebraska can get him. But if you're asking me who I would like to get, the best would he would probably be number one on my list.
0: So, so can I throw my name out? Yeah, Jeff Grimes. Jeff Grimes is the offensive coordinator at Baylor. I kind of alluded to that. I'm um, going mean, again, no idea. But I think the thing that's interesting about Jeff Grimes is we all have this kind of assumption that the offensive coordinator has uh, will do double duty. And we kind of wonder how we're going to get a special teams coach. Well, one of the things that could get interesting is Jeff Grimes' history is offensive line. Could he be an offensive line coach and offensive coordinator? And that allows and allows Ron Brown to go in running back is, and you get your special teams Is he currently
2: coaching team. offensive line right now?
0: He's coaching tight ends also he's coaching tight ends and uh um and offensive coordinator
2: cuz Baylor has a really really good offensive line this year.
0: They they do. They do and, and they're not very talented. They they weren't
2: very highly uh they're not great recruits, but god dang they they are good.
0: But yeah, he's listed as their tight end coach and offensive line coach. I I was reading up on him and they said that he has been very involved with their offensive line, whatever that means. Um, he was at BYU before Baylor, and he coached Zach Wilson, who's now the Jets. Got a, got him drafted in the first round. He was the offensive coordinator then. Again, he wasn't a quarterback guy. I just, I start thinking about how we can get us this is all backed on the premise that I've been trying to find offensive coordinators that could coach running backs or offensive line, have Scott Frost coach quarterbacks. And get a special teams coach, and he was a guy that, and it kind of fits the premise of why we haven't made an announcement yet. I don't know. Je- Jeff Grimes is my uh, my awesome. sleeper to get. So
2: I just don't know why he would go to Nebraska. I don't know why he'd leave Baylor to go there, but
0: I mean, just, yeah, just
1: so he doesn't have to wear ugly ass green anymore would be enough reason for me.
0: Well, I mean, and we, you know, we don't. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't know. Um, I mean we don't know what's going on with the Big 12. We obviously we had Jeffrey the Greek on talking about how we think the Big 12 is going to get absolutely gutted on salary. Um there there I think that what he was making at Baylor was Nebraska could outbid it. I think I heard someone Baylor doesn't really report their salaries, but I think they said about 650 is what he's making at Baylor. I mean Nebraska could come in and bid and get I don't know. I just it's a it's a name at least I threw a name out there, unlike Justin.
2: Uh, you know, I, I hate playing the uh, throw names out there. I hate that game. I hate that game for you never, everything.
0: You never used to. You used
1: to love doing that. Yeah. But well, we're never well, right. Only when we're we sit sitting around drinking beer. A phone, we sat on the phone for three hours figuring out who was going to replace Bo Pelini. yeah
2: Only because we're drinking beer. We don't drink anymore.
0: <laughs> I, I think we did that when uh, Scott Frost got hired. I think we like picked his whole coaching staff in an episode. I think if you go back and like who do you think's going to be? I, I,
1: I will tell you this: I will guarantee you, we had an episode of if you can't get Frost, who are the next coaches you go after? I do know we did that. I, I know I Justin think, Fuente was, and I know that's Justin probably Fuente when was I quit doing
2: it because I didn't
0: get the guy I wanted. Well, I, but I think I think that when we did, I, I think when Frost was hired, we actually picked all the coaching staff because I think we had a debate: should they keep Keith Williams? Should they keep? Do- I yeah, I think we went like, through all that. these yeah. things, and I. Yeah, I I don't and know. A few guys but, to
2: retain, yeah.
0: uh,
2: Yeah, I, I, I just I just don't have a name for offensive coordinator. I don't know.
1: I, I don't pay attention to offensive coordinators enough to. I mean, if I go do some research, I, I can find somebody for you. But I, I didn't do any research to find that.
2: I mean, so. that's Matt Davison's job to find us an offensive coordinator. And right now, he ain't doing very well because he hasn't hired one yet. Right, let's get to these games of the week here. Last week, uh, me and Tyler we went four and two. Derek went two and four. So I am now forty five and twenty seven on the year. Tyler, you're forty eight and twenty four on the year. So you're three games ahead of me. And
1: if, no, if Nebraska doesn't blow a goddamn fifteen point <laughs> lead, yeah, yeah, I could have been three and three. Yep.
2: And, Ty- and Derek is three games back from me at 42 and 30. Uh,
1: so, so what you're saying is there's a chance.
2: There's a chance. Uh,
1: I just got to pick opposite of Justin in every game. Yeah. Uh,
2: so here we go. Uh, we're only going to do six games this week. We're just going to do basically all the Power 5 games plus AC uh, there's a lot of good games on because it's championship weekend, but I just don't feel like going through all the games. So here we go. Number 10, Oregon versus number 17, Utah. And I don't know if this point spread is accurate anymore since we keep pushing this freaking episode back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think last night it was uh, minus two and a half. This game's in Las Vegas. Derek, or I'm sorry,
0: Tyler. Uh, yeah, this, this is probably the second... Best game, I think, on the weekend. Um, I think this is going to be a really exciting game. Um, Last time Utah and Oregon played, Utah beat them up pretty good. Um, Utah's been really physical this year. I just think it's really tough to beat the same team twice in a season. Uh, I think Oregon's defense is really good. I think that this is kind of their last showing. A lot of these guys won't play in the Rose Bowl if they win. I think Oregon comes out and just narrowly beats Utah.
1: Derek? Well, I I don't know. I I do agree. It's tough to beat a team twice. Uh, I, I Oregon hasn't been that impressive to me, right, so I I I think Utah finds a way to do it. I, I don't know why. I'm just I'm just gonna say Utah finds a way to do it. Yeah,
2: I have Utah also in this game. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you get me on the next game, I yeah. guess. But yeah, I, I like Utah in this game. Utah. They've impressed me a little bit more than what Oregon has, especially in the later part of the year. Give me Utah. All right, number nine, Baylor. versus number five, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's five and a half points. This game is in Arlington. Tyler.
0: Yeah, th- this is the biggest blowout of the weekend. I think Oklahoma State just beats the crap out of Baylor which won't look good for a new offensive line or offensive coordinator. But, um, no, I think Oklahoma State's defense, well, I think they're playing for a playoff berth. I think they have more to play for. I think that they are a better team than Baylor is. I, I think that Oklahoma State is just, they're rolling right now. I'm actually excited to see them in the playoffs. Um, I, I like Oklahoma State in this game. Damn. Their defense is really good. I would never thought I'd that or Mike Gundy.
1: There. Problem, the problem is Mike Gundy always has a tendency to choke in the big games. And I, I don't know that he could fix it. I don't know that he's fixed it just because he beat Oklahoma, who wasn't all that good for most of the year either. So I must say somehow, some way Baylor finds a way to upset him. You better not You
2: know I'm taking Baylor. <laughs> you know I was taking Baylor. I'm not wearing my yeah. Baylor sweatshirt right now because it's, it's hot here in Texas, but, uh, it's yeah, I'm here in Nebraska too. Yeah. I mean, it's hot. all. Yeah.
1: It was perfect golfing weather today. I don't know if you guys got a chance to do that, but
2: yeah, <laughs> uh, fuck you. Uh, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking Baylor. I, I know that they, they're going to be rolling out. their uh, their backup quarterback yet again, but he's been looking good. He's been playing well. Uh, that Oklahoma State Oklahoma game. God, that was a fun game last week. Uh this game is an eleven o'clock game. Uh I wish it was I wish it was later, but anyway. Yeah, I'm I'm taking Baylor all the way. Number one, Georgia, six and a half point favorites, uh, versus number three Alabama. And this game is in
0: Atlanta. Tyler. Home game for Georgia. Georgia's a better team. Bama got so lucky to beat Auburn. Yeah. Um, I do think Bama plays him tight because Bryce Young is a really good quarterback. Um, but, I mean, you you saw, if you guys watched any of that Iron Bowl, like, you saw what Auburn's defense did to that offense. I mean, they held him the, what, 14 points until overtime? Like, and it was a last-second touchdown to get it there. I mean, if, if Bo Nix wasn't injured and their backup quarterback wasn't, like, literally playing on, I, I'm assuming, a broken ankle because, God, he was limping like crazy. Auburn wins that game. I mean, this is not the Alabama old. I, it'll be close. I, I might even like Alabama to cover, but Georgia wins this game.
2: Derek.
1: Well, that uh, that Auburn quarterback wasn't as bad as Byron Leftwich getting carried to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that, it wasn't quite that injured, but he was banged up pretty bad. Uh, I, I don't know. The football gods just hate me this year, and I don't want to see Alabama in the playoffs. And so I assume Alabama's going to win this game just to put two friggin' SEC teams in the playoff just pissed me off.
2: You're taking Alabama? Yeah. Uh, I have Georgia in this game. And I got to say, Auburn would have won that game had that running back not ran out of bounds. Yes.
1: I mean, it, or, it was if or, got, or, or, or if their quarterback wasn't injured. Or if their quarterback of bounds. What's that? Or if you got drug out of bounds, you mean?
2: Yeah. I mean, fall down, fall. dude. Fall down. Fall down.
1: It's easier said than done when somebody's holding you up like that.
2: Whatever. I mean, he cost them the game. I mean, he was. <laughs> they're going to change his jersey number to, like, Nebraska special teams. I mean, that's how bad that was. <laughs> Choked. All right, number 21, Houston versus number four, Cincinnati. Cincinnati's 10.5-point favorites.
0: And this game is in Cincinnati. Tyler. Wouldn't touch the spread if my life depended on it, but Cincinnati wins this. A, a group of five team makes the playoffs with Cincinnati wins. I think they Cincinnati hasn't been this impressive, which is really a shame because I don't think this is Cincinnati's best team. I think they were probably better last year, but um but but I but I think that they're they're good enough to beat Houston. Uh, Houston keeps it close enough, but yeah, um wouldn't touch the spread, but Cincinnati wins.
2: Derek?
1: Cincinnati can't make the playoff, and he's going to make it, they're going to make it easy for the for the committee by losing this game. Houston wins. Wow,
2: he doesn't believe that. He's just going to go opposite of me because he knows I'm going Cincinnati. <laughs> so, do you guys think I'm going Cincinnati here? Uh, I, I want to. I want to see. Uh, I want to make the college football playoff. I want to make them look like bad guys by keeping Cincinnati out because they're probably going to be left out, right?
0: How? If, if Georgia beats Bama, how do they get left out?
2: That's what I want This the college football playoff committee. I want I them mean, to explain it, how they're going to leave it, them out.
1: It, it did seem like TCU, there was no chance they were going to get left out in 2014. I,
0: I know. I know. But there, there's no... Well, I do not believe Cincinnati, if Bama loses... Now, Bama, do us a favor and just Die just go away for one year. Like cuz if Bama loses where it gets interesting is if if Bama wins and Oklahoma State wins and Cincinnati wins, who do they put in? Cuz you know they're going to keep Georgia in. There's no way they're taking Georgia out. Like is it Oklahoma State or Cincinnati? And I think that's where Cincinnati gets decked over. I think Oklahoma State would jump them.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, because when it comes down to it, they're going to uh, end up beating two top 10 teams in the back-to-back back weeks. Uh, yeah. That, that's going to be interesting. I don't trust the committee to do the correct thing. They're going to do whatever. I mean,
1: it, w- it, it won't matter when Alabama beats Georgia and they got two SEC teams in there anyway. Uh,
2: make That'll make me vomit. All right, here we go. Number two, Michigan. 10.5-point favorites against Iowa and
0: Indianapolis, Tyler. The game of the weekend. Like, I, I think Michigan just came off a very emotional victory. They they just won the game. They just won the biggest game on their schedule. Kirk Ferentz has been, like, like very emotional this week. He, I mean, he talked about, like, how nicely the players were treated and how he got compliments at a restaurant about his players and – he, it almost seems like this is his swan song and like he's getting ready for retirement and all these things. And I, I, I think there's a lot of reasons why Iowa could win this game. Their defense is good. I just I think that Kane McAmara is so much better than Petrus. Like I can't see. And Petrus wasn't announced he was going to be a starter. Uh, I'll tell you a little tidbit on the sideline. Petrus, when he came in in relief um, he was warming up. In his very first pass, I was looking over, looking at, like, oh, my God, they're putting Petrus in. He was throwing a 10-yard pass to a guy on the sideline warming up and hit the guy at his feet. Like, literally oh, wow. threw a ball at the guy's foot in his first pass to warming up. And I'm like, Petrus is awful. Like, I just can't see him out doing McNamara. And I, I think that... Even though there's a lot of reasons why Michigan should lose this game, I just don't think Petrus has enough in him to get the victory.
2: So, Tyler, who do you think is going to start at quarterback at Iowa next year? Is it going to be Petrus, or is it going to be Padilla, or is it going to be Adrian Martinez?
0: It, I, I, none, of <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> none of the above. I, I mean, none of the above. I mean, I have Adrian with, Martinez? Oh my god! No, I can't even. Can you visualize him in yellow? Like I can't even. Like my brain doesn't compute. Like it's like error. Like I'm getting an error sign when I'm thinking about You'd that. You go undefeated next year, though. Yeah, maybe.
2: All right. Uh, not with, so now
1: Brian, now with Brian Ferenc calling plays. So, uh,
2: are, you, are you? I'm sorry. Who are you taking? You're taking. I think Michigan.
0: Michigan. Yeah. Close Derek, game. Very close game. Derek. Go blue! You're taking Michigan?
1: I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know if I even see it being as close of a game as Tyler does. I, just, I think Michigan's. I think Michigan's a better team. I'm. I, I, I'm telling you guys, I'm rooting for Michigan the rest of the year. I, I don't know how Iowa's going to score win a national in the championship. Game.
2: I really don't know how they're going to score.
0: Special teams and special teams. The exact same way they scored against Nebraska. They had one offensive touchdown and they beat us. I don't know if Michigan's special teams is a freaking dumpster fire. Like what ours is though. I mean, I don't know if it matters as a dumpster fire. I was, is that good? They can make 45 yard field goals all day. They only got to get the midfield goal in there and field goal range.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I guess they can do the paper cuts like what they did to us. I mean, score 28 points, but just have one touchdown <laughs> offensive touchdown. That is insane. Uh, I, I have Michigan in this game. Uh, I'll probably be rooting for Iowa, though. I'll, I'll be rooting for
1: Iowa. Hey know. Tyler, you got you got Patrick's number still? Uh,
0: yeah, I do. <laughs> I mean, are you guys gonna like, fire me?
2: Are you guys firing I, me already?
0: <laughs> okay, so the last thing on this is, I just want to throw like I am a little bit just wanting a chaotic weekend. Like I want to see Georgia win. I want to see Iowa win. I want to see Baylor win. I want to see Houston win because I want to see what this committee does. Do they put a does Brian Kelly actually make the playoffs but he's sitting in, El- in Baton Rouge like
2: oh would that be does great?
0: Baylor jump in the playoffs like like does I mean, Iowa
2: um, jump in the playoffs
0: do, do they jump in the playoffs yeah. does Ohio State like backdoor their way into the playoffs? I mean like what happens if uh, chaos happens this weekend
1: oh there, there will be riots in Iowa if Ohio State makes a playoff as two lost team. And Iowa can't get in there as a two-loss team. I, I get champion. It. I get it, but and rightfully so. But it couldn't happen to a better fan base. So,
2: oh my God! You know what? I, I I never even thought about that. I never even thought about Ohio State still jumping Iowa. Who was Ohio State jumped Penn State a couple of years ago?
0: Yeah, when Penn it when Penn State won the Is Big Twenty-Nineteen. They beat they beat Ohio yeah. State. Won the Big Ten and still didn't get into the playoff. Ah, but like I would like the thing with Iowa is it's telling to me that BYU is still ahead of Iowa. And I don't know what the hell they see. the committee sees in BYU. Like that I mean BYU basically had the same schedule as like a Cincinnati and they have two losses in, there in front of Iowa and Oklahoma right now. I'm like I mean I don't I and I mean and Utah for that matter. Like I don't understand like I, I don't understand the BYU, but anyway. All right,
2: last game here, number fifteen, Pittsburgh uh, minus three against Wake Forest and Charlotte in the ACC championship game. Tyler,
0: I thought we were done because I literally give zero fucks about this game. Like no one, I, this I I don't know. Um, Pitt obviously Pitt has a great quarterback. I don't know what's going on. I thought he I heard he was injured. I don't know if he's playing. I, I'm going to go Wake Forest this I think, because people are talking about Wake Forest's offensive coordinator coming to Nebraska, so maybe that happens and he comes off the ACC. But I, I'm going to go Wake Forest. I think they've been more impressive, but I don't care about this game at all.
2: So you're not going to be watching this game?
0: Not even. I mean, unless it, unless the other games at this time are really not exciting, yeah, I'm not watching this game.
2: I, I think this this is the late game. But Michigan, Michigan, I was late also, right? I should have. I should know this. (laughs) I should really know this. I I didn't plan on leaving the house anyway because I'm going to be watching football all day. But
0: it's the last great weekend, or second to last great weekend.
1: Yeah, I spent some time in good old Winston Salem, and that's a night I thought it was a fun town uh, there in North Carolina. I have some friends that still live in High Point, which is right by Winston Salem. Uh, so I've always kind of rooted for the old Demon Deacons a little bit, or tried to. They haven't really given me much of a reason to root for them, but I'll root for them just for the hell of it, and I'll pick them to win. All right. I'm the only
2: guy here that has Pittsburgh in this game. Uh, Pat Narduzzi, man. He's going to get it done. I don't know. I, I I don't think I've watched either one of these teams in any meaningful have- capacity.
1: I've watched a lot of Wake Forest. I have not watched one snap of Pittsburgh football. I've watched quite a bit of, of Wake Forest. so They're a fun team to watch. Yeah, I
2: mean, I, I've seen a little bit of Wake Forest just because you know they've been into a couple shootouts. I, but I don't know.
1: I, I, the, the game I wished I would have watched would have been the Army Wake Forest game.
2: Yeah, I, I, listened, I did listen to that one on the radio.
1: I think it was on at the same time as a Nebraska game or something. Because that game ended up being like seventy to fifty six or something like that. It was absurd. It was just on the score before was the absurd. Nebraska
2: game because I was uh, went fishing that day and I was listening in the out there. Maybe fishing. it wasn't
1: on TV then or something. I, there was a reason I didn't watch it. I was just watching the score of it. But yeah. anyway, hey, let's yeah. get out of here, boys.
2: Who cares? Uh, give me Pittsburgh. So this is going to be the last weekend of good college football. We do have Army Navy here uh, the following Saturday. So. If, if, if I can't catch Tyler this weekend, we'll pick that game.
0: Go we, Army, picked, we picked Dramatur. a lot of different games. I think so.
2: Yeah, well, hopefully. I mean, I know I'll beat Derek. Woohoo! All right, guys, this has been a fun episode. Uh, hopefully, we hear a lot more about the coaching search next weekend. Uh, if there's going to be any more transfers, we'll talk about that as well. Uh, we don't. We won't have another Nebraska game to talk about for quite a while, so that sucks. But getting used to it at this point—five years in a row, man. Five years in a row, no f- Husker football. But special thanks to our producer, Con Russell, for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button and don't forget to rate and review. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening, and as always, go big.